Hello and welcome to season three of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. Thank you for joining me. That's right. I'm back after a few months off from the podcast. I'm excited to be speaking into a microphone once again. And you listening makes me so happy. So thank you so much for tuning in uh, to the episode today. Uh, This will be short. This is not too crazy. Uh, but I did want to get some uh, some NFL future bets out there, some week one picks, because uh, let's be honest, uh, the Titans especially are being overlooked this year. And I want to make sure that you have uh, the information that you need in order to make a wise decision about where you're going with the Titans this year. Beyond that, I just wanted to let you know that uh, got some, some fun things coming up. I have a uh, Confirmed with my brother Joel that we'll be doing more Survivor podcasting for this season. Season 43 of Survivor starts on September 21st, regrettably the same day that Abbott Elementary Season 2 premieres. Madeline and I have gotten into that the past couple months, and we we really, really like that show. If you haven't watched Abbott Elementary, you still got time to catch up on all that before Season 2 comes out. Uh, great show, really fun cast of characters, and from what I've heard from teachers, quite actually realistic and funny. So I would love it um, if you tuned in a, a continually this fall as I talk about the NFL, the Titans, Survivor, other things that might come up. I think it's going to be really, really fun. I hope you enjoyed the new intro music. Uh, the, the old intro music is, is great and it'll still make its reoccurrences on this podcast, but yeah, guys, football season is finally here, but let me first tell you, uh, some things that have gone on, gone on in my life over the past few months. Uh, my wife, Madeline and I have announced to the world that we are expecting our first child, which is, so, so crazy. Uh, yeah, January, uh, we're expecting a new baby clinger. So, uh, prayers, thoughts, uh, diapers, all appreciated. Uh, we're excited about that. I'm sure I'll be letting you all know soon, uh, what the gender of this child is. So that's an exciting tease for maybe a future episode. Uh, you can tune in and, and, and catch up on that. Um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, still, uh, still part of our church here in Hermitage, uh, and uh, Madeline and I actually just moved into her parents' house for uh, the next hopefully few months. As we are looking at buying, trying to save some money, you know how that is. They are actually not here. They're in they're in Europe with a Lipscomb University study abroad group. So uh, yeah, fun stuff happening all around. Uh, and I'm excited that, that I've found some more time to do this podcast again. So, uh, yeah. Also, uh, this, this, these few months should be exciting for me too, because, um, in December I'm going to be hopefully graduating with my master's. That's right. Me, a master, hard to believe. Uh, but I'm expecting to graduate with my master's degree in public administration with a certificate in nonprofit management uh, in December. So, uh, yeah, exciting stuff going all around. Um, and with all of that said, another football season is upon us. I don't know about you, but I 
grinded college football on Saturday. In fact, um, the 2.30 slot was by far my favorite. Uh, We had a lot of fun games. Uh, Georgia, Oregon, Arkansas, Cincinnati. But the two games that I was tuned in the closest to was Tulsa against Wyoming and Houston against University of Texas, San Antonio, uh, because I had a a little five-game parlay, Moneyline parlay. I had Georgia, which was a clear win from the start. Arkansas, which, though it was mildly interesting, uh, they, they seemed to be in control. I had Arizona uh, against uh, whoever they were playing. doesn't really matter because that, that game was, was not close. Arizona against San Diego State, I think. And then I had Houston over University of Texas San Antonio, and I had Tulsa over Wyoming. And those two games happened to go into overtime at the same time. So I'm frantically going back and forth and back and forth between these games, trying to catch as many plays as I can with all amidst all the timeouts and reviews that an overtime game entails. And in double overtime, I see maybe even triple overtime. I see the Houston quarterback scramble, right? Leap over a dude into the end zone for the win and I'm stoked because now I am just a Tulsa win away from completing a five-game Moneyline parlay. Flip back to the Tulsa-Wyoming game, and their kicker had just missed a field goal to send it into another overtime. That, my friends, is the struggle of sports, and especially betting. Luckily for me, I literally never bet more than five bucks and generally, I only bet 50 cents. So, you know, I'm not talking big bucks here, but man, it sure made watching those games more exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm locked into four teams I care absolutely nothing about. In my opinion, the secret to effective betting is knowing where the lines are off, where the media narratives don't actually add up. And this season, this might sound like a homerish thing to say, but that's the Titans. Every single year, you guys, the Colts' line on how many games they're going to win is higher than the Titans'. Every single year, the Colts are favored in this division. No matter how many years in a row the Titans win that division, it doesn't matter last year if they came in first place in the AFC in the regular season without Derrick Henry for half the year. Every single year, the Colts are expected to win more games than the Titans. So that right there is a great opportunity to collect on the media And their dumbness, okay? So, let's get into these future bets, right? Titans. The line on the Titans this year is nine and a half wins. Guys, they they were in first place in the AFC last year. They won as many games 
as anybody in the AFC last year. Anybody. Derrick Henry missed eight games. Julio Jones barely played. And despite what the national media narrative is, A.J. Brown was maybe responsible for one win. He missed a lot of time. He didn't deserve that contract. So, yeah. My heart was ripped apart when A.J. Brown got traded. But just not worth the drama, not worth the, not worth the money. That loss is a big loss, but it's not a loss that's going to affect our record very much. It's just not. You know why? Because we went and got pieces. We don't have a single player that's going to replace A.J. Brown this year. We don't have a single guy we brought in that is as good as A.J. Brown. But you know what we did? We actually got a tight end, maybe even two tight ends. Austin Hooper is going to be ridiculously solid this year. It got him in an auction fantasy draft for a dollar. I knew no one was going to bid me up on that. He's going to be catching touchdowns this year. Austin Hooper, if, you, if, you need, if you're in the league, you need to pick him up. Pick him up because he's going to have a good season. So we upgraded the tight end position. We go out, we get Robert Woods, and then we get Traylon Burks in the draft. Now, are either of those guys as good as A.J. Brown? Absolutely not. But are both of those guys probably going to have a better season than Nick Westbrook-Akina, a better season than the guys were playing last year? I mean, Cody Hollister was seeing time last year. I know he's on the active roster now, but... We just got Josh Gordon in there, so I don't think we bring him in to be a practice squad guy. You know, we we have improved our receiving core. We've also got another guy in the in the building who can catch a ball out of the backfield. So yeah, AJ Brown was a big loss, but I think that we've we've added enough improvements on the on the offense. That's not going to kill us this year. So let's say that. Defensively, this is what people don't know about the Titans, is that we could have a top 10 defense. I would have said top five before Landry went down. But our defense has the potential to be great. And I expect them very le- at the very least to be above average to good. So... All I'm saying is Titans over nine and a half. That's easy. That's easy money. Not saying bet the farm on it. Not saying, you know, if you if you uh, have a gambling problem, you shouldn't bet at all. And if you don't have any money, you shouldn't bet at all. But, you know, it could be fun. Make the season a little bit more interesting. Throw, throw 50 cents on there. And since I got the Titans over nine and a half and winning the division... The Colts line is 10 and a half. So what do you think I got there? I got Colts under 10 and a half. Look, I know Carson Wentz was a dumpster fire at times last year for the Colts. And Matt Ryan, at the least, is going to be competent. But that team, the Colts, are always expected to do better than they actually 
do, and they are said to be better than they actually are. Colts under is never bad. A never a bad bet there. All right. I'm just going to do the other two AFC South teams too because uh, I probably think about these teams more than a lot of people because same division. Texans. I don't understand why nobody is saying anything positive about Davis Mills. I was I know he had one of his best games last season against the Titans. Maybe that's why I think this, but I was madly impressed by Davis Mills last season. Texans line is four and a half, you guys. Four and a half. That's nothing. They get to play the Jags twice. They get to play a lot of other seller dwelling teams in the AFC. Texans over four and a half. I'm doing that because you know they're going to beat the Colts or the Titans at least once too. And maybe the reason the Texans line is so low is because the Jags is so high. This, this is a team whose line is at six and a half right now. And a lot of these national media guys and women, girls, ladies, are saying that the Jags should be picked to go over six and a half wins and the Texans should be picked to go under four and a half. What are, what are we doing here? The Jags were absolutely abysmal last season. And I know people are, people love to rag on Urban Meyer and I'm, I'm no different, but come, I mean, that's quite a leap for this team to take with Doug Peterson at the helm. I know he's a Super Bowl champion and you can't take that away from a guy, but I don't think anybody take that Super Bowl off the table. I don't think anybody's saying anybody should be hiring Doug Peterson. So, yeah. So I got Titans over nine and a half wins, Colts under ten and a half wins, Texans over four and a half wins, and Jags under six and a half wins. Because you know that the Titans are going to be the Jags twice. The Texans might be the Titans. The Jaguars will not. Finally, last last future bet I wanted to throw out. Got the Ravens. Last year, they were absolutely decimated. The Titans were de- roster was decimated by injuries, and the Ravens may have had it worse off. They probably did because of how early in the season a lot of their guys were out completely. Ravens line is 9.5 this year. Uh, I think it, that they're at least the second best team in that division. The Browns are, are not going to be making the playoffs. The Steelers don't know who their quarterback is. So, yeah, I'm taking Ravens over nine and a half this year. Lamar Jackson is my sleeper MVP candidate. Uh, I, I tried to get him in my fantasy football league, and everybody else had the same thought. So, Ravens over nine and a half. Mark that down. Let's get to some week one bets here. Now, this is, this is going to be kind of an obvious first one based on what I just said, but the Texans are playing the Colts. The Texans are eight-and-a-half-point dogs. I'm not picking the Texans to win this game, but I think eight-and-a-half is pretty steep for week one, seeing as how we've not seen either of these, he's, these two teams play. It's, it's a division game. A lot of these week one division games get pretty frisky no matter who's playing. So I'm taking the Texans to cover that, cover that eight-and-a-half-point spread. They maybe lose by a field goal. They maybe lose by a touchdown. But eight and a half, that's officially two scores. I don't see the Colts beating the Texans by that much because I, I think the Texans will be able to score. 
So Texans against the Colts covering the eight and a half points. I'll take that. Panthers. Baker Mayfield's revenge against the Browns. Panthers are two and a half point favorites. In my mind, a two and a half point line is essentially a toss up. I'm taking Panthers to fade that two and a half points against the Browns. I could see them winning by a touchdown, 10 points, somewhere in there. Uh, I think we got a highly motivated Panthers team, a coach on the hot seat, and we got a Browns team that has been absolutely dysfunctional uh, for the past couple years. So I'm taking Carolina there. Patriots on the road against the Dolphins, three points underdogs against the Dolphins. Now, I don't know. I'm not an expert, right? Not an NFL expert, despite having my own, you know, widely acclaimed podcast. (laughs) I'm not an expert, but Bill Belichick against a still young, never proven quarterback. And the the three points tells me that it's a toss-up because the Dolphins are the home team. So I'm taking the Patriots here. I know that uh, their offensive coordinator situation has drawn a lot of uncertainty and ire uh, towards the Patriots. Uh, Not having an offensive coordinator, having these two defensive guys call plays for them, yada, yada, yada. Uh, This game might be, I don't even know, like 13 to 10, 14 to 10, 10 to 6. I don't know. I'm not expecting a ton of points. Because of that, I'm taking Patriots uh, as three-point underdogs against the Dolphins uh, in Miami. Now, let's get to the game that is, is most closely on my mind, the Titans game. Everyone remembers, including every single person in that Titans locker room, what happened in week one last year as they got absolutely mollywopped by the Cardinals. Uh, I was literally watching that game during my own wedding shower, and... Yeah, it didn't kill the mood because it was a great day, but come on, dudes. And I don't think they're going to let that happen again. I think every single person there remembers what happens last, what happened last year. And unlike last year's Cardinals team, this Giants team, uh, all of the reports out of their camp have been terrible. Uh, I expect absolutely nothing from the Giants this year. Maybe I should have grabbed an under on the Giants. Maybe I will. Uh, Titans are six-point home favorites against the Giants. And I think this might be one of the week one games that is not close at all. Uh, I'm taking the Titans fading, uh, winning by more than six at home against the Giants on Sunday. One more for you. Big game, Cowboys against the Bucks. Cowboys are a point and a half underdogs against the Bucks, But... We, I, 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 I think I'm higher on the Cowboys than most people this year. And the stuff that's been coming out about Tom Brady has been a little bit weird. He's been in a weird mood. He's been a little bit testy. He was gone for a little bit for personal reasons, and we respect that. Uh, but that doesn't inspire confidence in me about this Bucks team. I could definitely see the Bucks starting slow and coming on late because that that's not... Uh, unheard of for a Tom Brady team. That Super Bowl champ started out a little bit, a little bit slow and finished hot. 
I wouldn't be surprised to see that again. But I think week one, Cowboys are going to get it. They're going to get them. Um, so yeah, here's my week one bets. Got Texans eight and a half point underdogs against the Colts. Panthers two and a half point favorites against the Browns. Patriots three point underdogs against the Dolphins. Titans six point favorites against the Giants. Cowboys point and a half underdogs against the Bucks. It's good to be in football mode again. Football season is upon us. We are officially almost in the full swing of things. And yeah, wow, it's finally here. I hope that you all enjoy uh, this upcoming weekend, the first NFL weekend. I hope that you've all enjoyed your Labor Day. I know I'm enjoying it right now talking to you. So yeah, more things to come from the podcast. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of season three of the Michael Like Stuff podcast. Y'all have a good one. Bye.